What's with Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew is like a zipline of incredible flavor directly into your brain. Mountain Dew is like getting punched in the mouth with pure neon refreshment that creates a neural explosion sending flavor shards of electric brain pulses into your very core of being. Okay, maybe that's a little over the top, but you get the idea. The fact is, the mind-bending challenge of describing the taste of Mountain Dew is way harder than just experiencing it. That, of course, is easy. Just grab a nice cold dew, crack it open, and toss them back. Mountain Dew. Do the dew. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Self-Made CEO Podcast. My name is Adrian Finch, and this is episode 46, how to cope with anxiety during quarantine, how to really cope with it and actually use it to your advantage to make the best of this time and to stay mentally well and sane. As you guys know, we are living through a real-life global pandemic right now, and this is not something that I or really anyone probably ever dreamed of experiencing. So most of us have been mandated to stay home and avoid crowds of any kind, socially distancing ourselves from everyone and everything. And basically our job is to figure out kind of how to create this new normal. And though dealing with anxiety, fear, loneliness, depression, and you know, every other mental health issue has already been something that millions of people suffer with before this even happened, these types of societal restrictions and social restrictions can really lead to even more anxiety. And anxiety is draining. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced it. I'm sure a lot of you have. I know I have, and it can be so draining, especially when anxiety can cause shortness of breath and shortness of breath is a symptom of coronavirus. So I don't know about you, but I have feared that, you know, I could have coronavirus, which in turn causes more shortness of breath. And it's this vicious, terrible anxiety filled cycle. And that literally happened to me. I texted my mom, who's a psychologist. And I said, mom, my chest feels weird. I feel like it's hard to breathe. And she literally just goes, that's anxiety. You don't have coronavirus. (laughs) So anyway, today we're going to talk about basically the top ways that you guys at home can cope with anxiety, whether you've always had it and it's heightened now, or maybe you're experiencing it for the first time, which I would not blame you. I'm going to run through what mental health experts are saying is the best to do in these situations and how to even use it to your advantage during this time. So if you want to hear the best coping mechanisms for anxiety, then just stay tuned. My name is Adrian Finch and I believe wholeheartedly that anyone from any background can create the success and happiness that they want. With my proven productivity hacks, business tactics, and a little mindset coaching, this podcast will unlock your greatest potential and transform you into the CEO of your own life business, happiness, and success. So what are you waiting for? This is the Self-Made CEO Podcast. All right, you guys. So the past few weeks have been very emotionally exhausting for a lot of people. I'm sure you included. I know it has been for me. So far, I've actually been coping very well. I think that in my normal day-to-day life, I'm already at home so much and I've gotten so used to being at home and working at home and being somewhat isolated during my workday besides kind of from my roommates. Um, So I'm actually doing okay right now. I also think even though I'm an extroverted person and I love going out and I love socializing, Um, sometimes I actually kind of have this internal struggle where I want to be more productive and I want to be working on projects and not socializing as much. So I say this now and I know that in a month or two I'm going to be going crazy, but I'm trying my best to kind of just take this one day at a time and 
really take advantage of having this time to, you know, get ahead on some of my personal goals and to just create this new normal. But it's really interesting to see how this affects everyone differently. Obviously, I am so grateful that that's kind of the way that I'm feeling. I had no idea what to expect or how I would feel. And I feel so lucky and happy that, you know, I'm doing okay so far. Um, I know that, you know, some people are losing their jobs, some people are uncertain of where their paychecks are coming from, or they're losing monumental life moments like graduation or prom, and I cannot even imagine what those people, if that's you, if that's someone you know, can't imagine what they are feeling, and, you know, my thoughts are just going out to all of you guys who are affected, because all of us are affected in some way or another, and I want you to know that I'm thinking of you, and I know that we can all get through this. So I want to start just by saying right here, right now, that wherever you are, however good or bad your situation may be in this time, I want you to stop for a minute and just think about what you do have. What do you have right now? And say it out loud. You know, you could be majorly struggling, but if you have a bed to sleep in, you have, you know, a family that cares about you, anything at all, I want you to really, you know, think about that. Let's get our minds in a space of gratitude and peace and calm so that we can really take these coping strategies I'm about to give you and absorb them into our psyche, like really take them in, really begin putting them into practice. So we don't want to dwell on obviously the negativity of what's happening, but I do believe that in order to manage our anxiety, we we really want to understand where it's coming from. So on top of having to be socially isolated, which is definitely tough for anyone, you know, this like it isn't normal to have to be socially isolated. It should be normally, it's a choice, right? So this may just be one of, you know, on top of that, this may just be one of the most uncertain times that you've ever dealt with. And in general, you know, uncertainty and fear of the unknown and trying to think ahead and not knowing how we can control our lives can cause heightened anxiety and depression and other issues. So, you know, that being said, what I'm saying is anxiety can actually be a direct result of social distancing and of isolating. And a lot of people think that this type of isolation only affects outgoing people or extroverts, people that love to be around people all the time. But that's actually not true. As human beings in general, we crave social interaction. We crave being a part of a tribe or a community. Everyone does. Introverts just also really value and crave alone time, probably more than extroverts. But both types of people need and want social interaction. And research has actually long supported the idea that close interpersonal connection and, you know, having close tight friendships and bonds and relationships actually strengthens our mental health. So, you know, we all want to be social. We all crave being social. So obviously anxiety can be a result of the social distancing. This anxiety can also be coming from just our disrupted routines, right? So we want to be able to control our day-to-day life. As a human, it all goes back to our primal instinct to survive. You know, we as human beings, at the end of the day, we want to survive. So we do things and we make decisions and we, you know, say everything basically that we do, say, eat, you know, is so that we can survive. So we'll do whatever we can to survive. And that's our top priority when it really comes down to it. So in a way that can manifest itself daily in how we operate, the routines we develop, the foods we eat. So when your control is disrupted like this, it can cause fear and panic and anxiety. And you guys, I don't blame you if you're feeling this way. I do not blame you at all. It is so, so normal. And I know when this first started for me, one of the things I worried about was maintaining my fitness goals. I was going to the gym regularly. I was building muscle because I was using weights and I had, you know, I had this whole routine. 
And I worried that without going to the gym, I'd lose all the progress that I had worked the last whole year basically to build. And so I think at first I was kind of like, okay, oh my gosh, what do I do? But then what I realized are two things. One, I didn't actually need that gym to be able to maintain my fitness goals. You know, there are ways in which I could accomplish these goals here at home. And it was just about figuring those out and then adjusting to the new normal. And that was kind of what I realized. And you guys probably have as well. And whether you're already kind of there or not, it's I just want you to understand it is absolutely normal and okay to have this transition period where you're kind of figuring it out. You're like, okay, what are my goals and how can I make sure that they're not too disrupted? How can I alter what I'm doing every day to create a new normal? You know, so your routine before was different because we could go out, we could hang out with people, we could go to the gym. You can't now. So our job is to create this new routine that can still help us achieve those goals. So it is the most important thing to remember, you guys, that you're not alone in this. And though I would never, ever wish this type of situation upon any society again, I hope this never happens again. And I hope it ends, of course, sooner than we think. I do want to just point out that kind of a light at the end of the tunnel for me has just been that like, not only are there ways that we can cope, proven ways we can cope with this anxiety, um, but there's also this comfort in knowing that I'm not alone. Again, I don't wish this upon anyone else, but knowing that there's kind of this unity that everyone is experiencing this at the same time together, um, I just think there's something kind of beautiful in that. And especially one of the biggest fears with mental health issues, so people who you know, may be suffering from some mental health issue, one of the biggest things that I think happens is it heightens because of this fear that they're the only one feeling that way. They think that they're weird or maybe people are making them feel like they're weird or not normal. Like, why do you feel that way? That's super weird. Um, and I think that feeling of f- thinking you're alone can just heighten it even more. It makes you feel not normal. It makes you feel like something's wrong with you. And I just want to emphasize, there is nothing wrong with you at all. Everyone is experiencing something, some type of issue about this whole situation. This is a global pandemic. For the first time on a worldwide scale, we're all going through this at the same time. So just know that, okay? I want you guys to be really easy on yourselves. Be kind to yourself. It's okay that you're feeling this way. This is a weird situation. This is not something that you were ever prepared to have to deal with, right? So let's just take this as, you know, this crazy historical moment where we are going to come out on the other side stronger and better. So what we're going to do now is I'm going to go through the different types of anxiety that you may be feeling and kind of how to cope with each. So the first one, and this is my favorite because, oh man, do I feel this on a daily basis all the time, even not during a pandemic or a quarantine, and that is called productivity guilt. And by the way, shout out to Planoli. Uh, Planoli is an app and a website and they have a blog and I actually stumbled across an article in their newsletter that was about coping with anxiety. So I actually got a lot of inspiration for this episode from that and it really just um, like eloquently described a lot of the things that I wanted to talk to you guys about. So shout out to them for this inspo. Um, And they actually are who kind of spelled out what the meaning of productivity guilt is. So this is my biggest form of anxiety. And in my, basically in my normal life, I wake up oftentimes and, you know, live my days feeling anxious about the rest of the world getting ahead of me, doing more than me, accomplishing more, you know, being out and about, making connections, doing all these things. And because I work at home and I'm not interacting with people all the time, sometimes I get this, you know, irrational kind of anxiety that, 
other people are getting ahead and that I'm not doing enough. And that's totally a mentality, but that is something that I struggle with. You know, if I sleep in one morning a little bit too late, I wake up and I'm like, shit, everyone else is ahead of me. Like they're all out and about and I'm like sleeping, I'm wasting my time. And, you know, it's a very, very real feeling. But what I've noticed is that this productivity guilt for me has actually gone down since the quarantine because I feel like everyone is sort of on the same page. Like now I feel like everyone's at home. And so everyone's at least experiencing what I'm experiencing and trying to work in isolation. And, you know, it it almost feels like people aren't being as productive or aren't working, even if they totally completely are, which really just proves that it's a mental thing for me, right? It's, it's just the thought that they're doing more when they're out of the house and I'm in the house when really it's like my job takes place mostly in the house. So being quarantined, I think for you guys and for me, for anyone can definitely lead to an increase in this productivity guilt. You may feel that because you are stuck at home, you have to be spending, you know, the time that you would be socializing. Instead, you have to be spending it finishing a side project or developing a new skill or being productive in some way or another. And I know that I feel that way or I did more so at the beginning. I've kind of realized that I need to tone it down a little bit. Uh, But I just want you guys to know that in no way do you absolutely have to, you know, finish that project, develop that skill. In no way do you have to. Do I think that it's a great opportunity to? Absolutely. Like, I actually am super excited by the opportunity that not being able to socialize presents me. I get to maybe spend those hours working on goals and personal projects that I've wanted to work on for so long, but actually was tempted to, you know, be social instead and go have fun instead. So do I think it's a great opportunity? Absolutely. Do I think you can take advantage? Absolutely. But if you put this pressure on yourself, if you let yourself feel like you have to do that and you feel that productivity guilt or like you feel like everyone else is being far more productive during this time than you, then your anxiety could just increase and it's not necessarily going to help you at all. So this whole thing that I'm talking about is called productivity guilt and it's actually just a reaction to social anxiety. Like I said, in no way are you actually required to do more during this time. You're just more capable of feeling guilty for not doing more or for watching Netflix or for just relaxing and taking time to yourself because normally you would be going out and about or hanging out with friends. But remember that either way, your brain and body deserve a rest. You deserve to do some self-care, to take a bath and use a face mask and you know all of those things. It's not actually being lazy. When you're out and about and actually having social interaction during a normal period of time or hanging out with your friends, you know, even though you're bouncing around and you're doing a lot, it's still resting. It's still your off time or your non-productivity time, right? It's still not productivity per se. So during this time, your resting just looks a lot different, but you're still resting. So just remember that. Basically, a healthy way that I think you can cope with this is to choose one or two kind of extra projects or things you want to accomplish during the quarantine. And just fun things, fun things or productive things, whatever you choose, just one or two projects because we may be in this situation for who knows how long. So if you're like, you know what, by the end of quarantine, I want to be able to do the splits. That's like an easy attainable thing. If you work on a little bit every day, it'll be cool to come out of the other side being like, I can do the splits now because, you know, I took half an hour every day and I stretched. Right. So I think choosing one or two extra projects, whether it's something as easy as that or something as, you know, a little bit more complex as I'm going to build an online course, you know, um, I think that if you don't put pressure on yourself, but you instead kind of view it as a fun challenge that you can chip away at a little bit every single day, you'll find that you can accomplish something super awesome in like a month or two or however long. And, you know, 
not to mention it's also going to be distracting you from the negativity and the state of the world which I think is also very important in minimizing this anxiety so um yeah so that's kind of my way to cope with the productivity guilt is to just remember that everyone else is in the same position as you and not everyone is actually you know taking this time to create these insanely successful businesses no people are just living their normal lives okay and that kind of leads me into the next type of anxiety, which is the social anxiety. And this is, this can go hand in hand. I think, you know, the productivity guilt and the social anxiety can go together because you're feeling like because you're not socializing, you need to be taking that time doing something else. But at the end of the day, we're still resting during this time. Like everyone deserves relaxation and rest. We just feel like we're being more lazy because we're doing it on our own. So like I said, with social anxiety, both introverts and extroverts are going to feel negative, you know, consequences. They're going to feel a little bit more anxious because of this lack of social interaction. So what I have found to be a very helpful coping mechanism for this is to actually lean fully into every type of social interaction. When this first started and people were talking about, you know, FaceTime happy hours, I was like, okay, yeah, but like, I don't love FaceTiming. I don't love talking on the phone. Um, so I was a little bit hesitant and then I did my first virtual happy hour on this app called Zoom. I'm sure you guys have heard of it. And I was blown away at how fun this was. Like, I don't know what it was, but it was one of the most fun nights I've ever had. It was like a virtual happy hour. We all hopped on, we played games, you know, we were each like drinking our own little glass of wine or whatever it was. And it literally does feel like you're hanging out. It's just different. And, you know, back to the whole finding your new normal, finding your new routine, this is something where at first you're like, this is weird. Or, you know, you may associate FaceTiming or Zoom with like only when you can't hang out with someone. So you don't do it that often. But here we are unable to hang out with people. So this is like our new hangout. And, you know, when this all ends, it's going to be so weird going back to actually hanging out in person. Um, But I really recommend, you know, finding fun games to play and like ways to spice up your, your hangouts, your virtual hangouts. And another way to cope with kind of feeling social anxiety is to find communities of people on social media to engage with. I think it's so crazy that in normal life before this quarantine, we were all trying to figure out ways to be less on our phones, less on social media, more out and about in the real world, talking to real people, having face-to-face interaction. And it's almost like, everything just completely flipped and now we're needing to convert almost every aspect of our lives into digital like how can we get the same interaction on our phones how can we get the same stuff done on our phones and work out from our internet and from our houses um I just think that's so interesting and of course it's so so critical to practice positive and healthy social media engagement um you know because if it's too much or if it's unhealthy or if you're following you know negative posts or things that aren't making you feel good about yourself then it's going to do more damage than it will good so you know it's critical to practice healthy social media engagement but now more than ever human interaction is needed even if it's through a digital lens so I highly recommend kind of figuring out those ways that you can keep that social interaction alive we're going to take a quick break right now and when we get back we're going to talk about the last type of anxiety and how to cope and then some general just things to remember every single day that'll get you through this really hard time stay tuned is that duncan's new holiday blend coffee sure is because sometimes the holidays just call for duncan what's in it a spark of holiday spirit a cup full of holiday cheer your very own holiday shopper 
actually all that and notes of molasses and dried fruit. Just the warming blend I need for that holiday hustle. Ah. Sit through the holidays with the $2 medium holiday blend coffee at Dunkin'. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. of specific anxiety that I want to mention and this may not be applicable to everyone but I do want to mention it because it can be a huge one it's actually stress eating and emotional eating or stress eating is actually more of a traditional form of coping with anxiety we can stress eat when we feel anger or sadness or uncertainty or you know any type of emotion and millions of people have struggled with these types of eating disorders long before social distancing even occurred long before you know our symptoms and our issues may have kind of heightened because of this time. So stress eating has been a thing for a long time. And, you know, I would even argue that stress anything, like stress kind of obsessing over something, um, whatever that is for you, has been a thing. And I just want to disclaim one once again um, that, you know, I'm not a mental health professional. I am not an expert. I am just relaying information that I've researched and heard from my parents and things like that. So in no way am I a doctor or am I, you know, an expert. I just want to make sure that I say that. Um, but anyway, so it's, you know, it's been proven that a lot of eating disorders are linked to things like anxiety and depression and oftentimes isolation. So when we're being forced into a stressful situation like this, it can act as a trigger and, or it can just increase maybe what you were already doing. So for me, even though I don't stress eat, I eat when I'm bored (laughs) and I've done that my whole entire life. My mom calls me a grazer. Like I'll just walk to the kitchen, open the cabinets in the fridge for no reason. Sometimes I won't even grab anything, but sometimes I will. And I just do it when I'm bored. Um, and so that actually can lead almost the opposite. That can lead to stress for me because, well, not only now do I worry like my supply will run out and I'll need to go back to the grocery store, uh, but I always I also worry about not keeping my health and fitness goals because, you know, I'm constantly just going over to the fridge and eating random things. So how to cope with something like stress eating is to try to place yourself in calming situations. When you feel stress or you see signs of anxiety, Use breathing techniques, use yoga, use meditation to kind of quiet these thoughts so that your stress does not go to stress eating as your coping mechanism. Try to make something else be your coping mechanism. Um, A huge thing that helps me is to put headphones on and listen to some of my favorite songs. Like music for me can evoke so much emotion. And I want to emphasize the headphones part. For some reason, I feel like when you're listening to it out loud, it's like not as calming because when it's actually in your ear, I feel like my whole brain is just filled with that song and I just can almost instantly change my mood. If you've never experienced this, I really recommend trying because I swear music is so powerful. I can instantly snap out of some mood because of putting certain songs on in my head. So I really recommend trying that. Um, And another thing is that, you know, as emotional eating can often be brought on by negative thinking because of like external triggers, negative things going on in the world, obviously what's happening now. Something that you can also do to help cope is to journal and or like video log or record yourself just talking out loud about how you're feeling, especially kind of emphasizing the positive feeling, but all in all, just getting those feelings out, talking about them to anyone or anything, even a journal is really helpful. I know it seems weird, like, oh, why would that help if I'm not actually doing anything? I'm just talking about it. But you guys, I promise you should try it because 
it it is so so helpful so I recommend journaling um and you know there's no better time to just be kind to yourself even if you do stress eat be nice to yourself and hold yourself you know have your high confidence your high self-esteem just talk nicely about yourself and to yourself especially in in stressful times because that can just you know completely shift your mindset in general and you'll start taking these strategies outside into the normal world with you too when this is all over um So that was kind of the last type of anxiety that I want to talk about. And now I'm just going to tell you guys some things that you can remember every single day. I want you to really intentionally remember these things um, and they'll really help you to get through this time. So number one, I need you to remember that this is not permanent. This is not permanent. And though we don't really have an end site, an end date in, you know, that we can count down to, and sometimes that's easier to be able to count down to something, you just have to trust and have faith in the fact that it is not permanent, right? And what I have found to help me kind of with this realization is to just stay in the moment. I know it's hard, but just take one day at a time. When I start to think about how last this or how long this could last, it stresses me out. But when I'm just in my day to day, just thinking about how fun it is being at home and being able to be productive and do whatever I want, that makes me happy. So try to just avoid thinking about the unknown, thinking about the fears. Just take one day at a time and just know and remember that it is not permanent. This will change change and this will get better the second thing is to limit your news intake I find myself when I'm scrolling through my articles and my news I tend to get way more freaked out I start freaking out that I'm gonna get coronavirus I start freaking out that people I know are gonna get it and die and even though like of course anything is possible I'm putting more of that into my head than I need to I don't need to sit around panicking that I'm gonna die from coronavirus when like the chances are still very slim because I'm taking every measure that I need to take Um, and you know, as you guys already know from just the things I talk about in other episodes, you manifest and you attract, you know, the same vibrational frequencies that you are putting out there. So if you're sitting there and you're reading the news and it's negative and it's scary and it's making you fearful, you are then, it's just going to be this negative feedback loop where you will be more fearful, which can cause more anxiety, which can make you think that you have it. And you know, it's this whole just loop. So try to limit how much you look at the news Try to just keep minimal alerts on so that you can stay informed. You can read a headline, but you're not going to like read the whole article and see how many people have died and really freak yourself out because there's just, there's no reason to freak yourself out. It's kind of like you guys, you could walk out of your house any day of the week and a tree could fall on you and you could die, right? But we're not sitting there every day worried that that tree is going to fall on us because what kind of life would that be? The chances are so slim. So if you're sitting around worrying that that tree is going to fall on you, you're not living your life. So I just want to emphasize that even though this is so stressful and this is a very real fear, if you limit how much you're thinking about it and how much you're looking at the news, it'll help you not overly freak out about it. The next thing is to just look towards the future in a positive way. So like I said, stay in the moment, stay in the day to day, but start getting excited about the things that you're going to do when this is all over. Maybe keep a list of like, ooh, when this is over, I'm going to go, you know, have a dinner party with all of my closest friends and whatever. You're, you're going to be way more intentional, I believe, about what you're doing in your day to day life. And so let that be a positive fuel for you. Like let that be something that makes you happy and excited. Don't think about the future in a negative way. It's not going to help you, but let yourself look towards the future and get excited and just more so like be able to accept and stand firm in the fact that there is a future, right? Like make sure that you remember there is a future. This is not going to last forever. And then lastly, 
always, always, always the same way that we started this episode with gratitude. I want you guys to start every single day with gratitude. Every time you find your your brain going into that negative or fearful space, just say something that you're happy about. Say something you're thankful for. And I cannot even tell you how much this has helped. Every day I wake up and I'm like, I'm so thankful that people are watching my YouTube videos. And I'm so thankful that I love my house. So I love being trapped in my house. Just make it a practice to start each and every day with gratitude. It'll help more than you can even know. So you guys, that was my episode. It's a little bit shorter than usual, but I just really wanted to get you guys those coping mechanisms and kind of talk to you about anxiety. If you have any other episode suggestions, please leave them either, you know, in comments on my Instagram. Um, You can message me, you can email me. All of the information is in the show notes. I really hope that you guys are hanging in there. I'm here. I love you all. And I'm thinking about you every single day. Let me know how I can help you and support you during this time. Because I want to be a resource. I want to be a tool. And I'm going to be, you know, building out some sort of live stream program or other things that can help you and be a resource to you. So wherever you are, stay, stay safe, stay home. Please do your part and just know that everything will be okay. We will get through this together. And if you're listening to this in the future and you're like, wow, this was a quarantine. This is crazy. If you're not even born yet and you're listening to this in 20 years, (laughs) I just want to say this was a crazy time, but we are okay. We are going to get through it. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll talk to you in my next episode. Bye. What's with Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew is like a zipline of incredible flavor directly into your brain. Mountain Dew is like getting punched in the mouth with pure neon refreshment that creates a neural explosion sending flavor shards of electric brain pulses into your very core of being. Okay, maybe that's a little over the top, but you get the idea. The fact is, the mind-bending challenge of describing the taste of Mountain Dew is way harder than just experiencing it. That, of course, is easy. Just grab a nice cold dew, crack it open, and toss them back. Mountain Dew. Do the dew.